I apologize in advance. I may have to stop here and there to tell my dog to um, kind of calm down. I have a new kitten. His name is Pharaoh. And Pharaoh is very shy and is not used to dogs. And Armand is very, very excited about his little brother. He doesn't understand that his little brother's not quite used to having his very large nose in his face. And so to keep the peace, we have been kind of keeping them a little bit on the separate side while also allowing them to sniff each other. And so Armand gets very excited sometimes and Pharaoh's not quite with it. So back to the story. Um, the, the Roman governor, Gaius, Suetonius Paulinus was campaigning on the island of Mona and um, basically decided that he was going to take all of the Iceni lands. And so they showed up and they claimed not only the land that was left to Rome, but the rest of it. And in the process, they beat Boudicca and raped her two children, leaving them all for dead. Um, Boudicca then decided, I'm not going to take this land down. And she decided that she was going to take all of her warriors who saw what had happened and, of course, had been led by her and her husband for many, many years. And, in fact, some of them, they were the only rulers they'd ever known. Um, she also was able to get additional um, allies in the Trinovantes as well and many other small tribes in the area. Now, the Icenia lands were kind of in, I want to say the north, south, east, eastern part of Britain, the British Isles. Um, I may be wrong about that. My research was a little bit limited in exactly where the lands were. Um, I saw a map, but I lost it. <laughs> But um, essentially, what they did is they rose up and they started attacking the um, the Romans. Now, here we go. Now, basically, what had happened was Boudicca was no maiden, or I shouldn't say she wasn't a maiden. Um, she was no castle wife. She was a warrior in her own right. Celtic women were taught how to fight. They were trained as warriors alongside their brothers because in that society, you had to take care of yourself. You had to be able to fight and protect your land and your children. And so as she led this, this revolt, they were very, very successful. Um, they basically destroyed Camelodunum, which um, was at the time the, cap the, the capital of Roman Britain. They went on to destroy what is now called London. They called it Londinium and Verulamium. Oh my gosh, I'm having trouble with some of these words. I took Latin, but you would think I'd be better at it. And um, at this point, the governor had returned from Wales. And the army was doing very, very well, and he brought along additional troops with him because he came back from Wales. Now, Boudicca had 
a great way of, you know, motivating her troops. She basically told the men, like, if I can do it, you can do it. I'm a woman. And um, she's known for basically um, telling them, like, look, it's this or you die. Like, if you do not do what you have to do, they're going to kill you. You're either going to die a hero or you're going to die a slave because the Romans had a penchant for enslaving their conquered lands, especially people who rose against them. Um, a lot of people that were warriors, of course, would end up in their arenas, you know, Colosseum-wise and such of that nature. Now, the emperor at the time was Nero, and if you'll remember, Nero is the one that is accused of burning down Rome itself, and that was one of the least crazy things he did. Um, he is also one that I believe was in love with his horse, if I remember correctly. Um, and so all of this that's going on is just, you know, par for the course for Nero and his reign. And um, we hear most of this story from the writings of Tacitus um, and Cassius Dio. Um, these are two Roman people that wrote um, accounts of what happened in their lives. And uh, essentially, um, that is the best that we have in order to really find out what happened. There's a lot of legends, there's a lot of stories about Boudicca. In fact, one of my favorite ones, um, one of my favorite authors is Marion Zimmer Bradley. Now, I understand that she was not the best mother slash person in the world. Um, I understand that her children had a rough upbringing, but that does not change the fact that I love her writing. Um, and she and Oh, I forget the name of the woman who wrote The Dragon Riders of Pern, um, but they had begun writing stories together, and it was posthumously um, published, and there is a, it's this book called Ravens of Avalon about Boudicca and her um, believed tie with the goddess Morrigan. Now, the goddess Morrigan is a Celtic goddess. She's one of the Twatha de Danan. Um, she has many different names and she has different sisters that may also be different aspects of herself. She's very similar to Hecate in that she is a three-faced goddess and shows for multiple different things. The Morgan is a death and warrior goddess and is also a fertility goddess. And so is a very interesting individual. She's a very interesting goddess to serve and um, to be called upon by. Because at any moment you could be called upon by um, the maiden, the mother, or the crone in the form of the Morrigan. And so the idea that Boudicca serves the Morrigan and that the Morrigan helped her with her conquest I found was very interesting because that's very along the lines of what the Morrigan would do. Um, she's very female rights, she's very much for mothers, she's very much for daughters, and there are several accounts of Boudicca and her daughters riding in her chariot straight to the front of the battle and absolutely massacring the Romans. 
um, not to glorify bloodshed and battle, but just that it did happen. Um, she was considered to be a very beautiful woman, although very, very, very tall. Um, the way she's described, and I love the way she's described, is extremely tall with red or tawny hair down to her waist that would flow freely. Um, strong of build and terrifying. And I love that they describe her as terrifying because most women of the time are described as waifish or as feminine or as good wives and not Boudicca. She is not described in any way by the men in her life other than that she was married to a king and she did have something horrible happen to her because of men. And so she truly was a woman unlike any other. Um, now I am trying to find as I'm doing this one of her quotes that is from Caius. Uh, it says, oh, Tacitus, excuse me, recorded Boudicca's promise of vengeance after the last violation. Nothing is safe from Roman pride and arrogance. They will deface the sacred and will deflower our virgins, win the battle or perish. That is what I, a woman, will do. And so she used to give talks like this before she would go into battle. So imagine this tall, statuesque, beautiful, and terrifying woman telling you that we're going into battle and we're about to kill a whole bunch of Romans and if you can't do it, you're no better than me, a woman. Imagine if you've seen or read Game of Thrones, Brand of Tarth, but unfortunately more beautiful. Um, while I do love, love, love that actress, um, in the book, Brienne is not known for being very beautiful. That's why they call her Brienne the Beauty. Um, but imagine that leading you into battle. Absolutely terrifying and wondrous and just empowering. And so she very nearly drove the Romans out of Britain. Um, once the governor returned from Wales, he was able to join up with the Roman, um, with the Romans, and um, basically after she moved through London, and I'm not even going to try and say that word again, basically modern, modern St. Albans, um, he reunited with his, um, with his Romans, and essentially they were able to overtake Boudicca. Now, different people say different ways that she died, but she absolutely refused to be taken as prisoner. Um, she and her daughters are thought to have killed themselves instead of being captured, much like um, Cleopatra, they are thought to have poisoned themselves to avoid capture. Now, um, it's said that Boudicca's forces killed about 70,000 Romans in that time, and though her rebellion failed, um, and the Romans would continue to control Britain, she very nearly succeeded in driving them out of Britain, and she's still known today, whereas most other women from that time period, we wouldn't even know their names. So the fact that we even know who she is, it is you know, stunning. 
because the Romans could have struck her entire existence from memory. They won. And history is written by the victor. It always is. And the fact that they were so in awe of her and her prowess that two Romans actually wrote down stories about her and told us about her and what she was and what she stood for is phenomenal. It's a sign of respect that is so unusual for the time that that tells us that she was just something unimaginable. This warrior woman who let her hair fly like flames as she struck down in vengeance for what was taken from her. And she's one of those women that I have always really looked up to. Um, I, I don't remember exactly how old I was when I read about her, but I do remember reading about her in um, these giant encyclopedias that we had. My, my mother and father had a giant set of encyclopedias. They were green. We had everything in it. And they thought it was punishment at first for me to just read from the encyclopedias until they realized that I just read them for fun. I learned a lot through that. Um, we also had an encyclopedia of bugs, which was less fun. Um, <laughs> but we used it to identify the strange bugs out in our yard in Texas. Um, and I would just do research on things that I thought was interesting. This was <sighs> dating myself. This was before internet. This was in the 90s when all you had was books. And so I would voraciously read anything I could about any strong female character. And she was one of my favorites because she was unlike any other heroine I'd ever heard of before at that time. A woman who stood on her own. She didn't need anyone to give her a, a meaning. She was her own meaning. And she stood for what was right in her eyes, you know, because that was her land and that was her, um, her right as their queen to take care of them. And the, the local magistrates, they just went in and took advantage of everything that was not theirs. And in vengeance for her daughters, in vengeance for herself, um, she just did what she felt was right, and she very nearly succeeded. Um, only the simple fact that the Romans had more actual soldiers and the simple fact that they had training that a tribe would not be able to have access to. The Romans were known for their military tactics. There are things that we even still use today in our military, in our government, honestly, was based upon Rome. Um, things that we use today regularly are tactics used from the Romans. Um, they had shields and long weaponry that um, the Iceni would not have had, and shorter weaponry as well. The Romans were some of the first to have small swords, not daggers, but small swords, like a gladius, um, just a short sword. And so most of the Iceni used longer weapons, things such as long swords, broad swords, axes. Some of them were even farmers, so you're looking at um, just 
the most obscure things to fight with, a woodcutting axe, um, a pitchfork, things of that nature, whatever they happen to have on them. And the fact that these farmers and just tribesmen were able to do what they did is just unheard of in the time. Um, of course, the Iceni were people of the horse, and so they were all trained on horses, and they all were um, very, very familiar with cavalry-type, um, I guess, warfare, but still no match for the um, training of Rome. But that is basically the story of Bidisha. We still know about her. There is a statue of her um, near where the Iceni tribe was. And I think that that is just beautiful because there's very little known about her other than what I just told you. And we still remember. So I think that's beautiful. Now, tonight is, we are in a waxing crescent moon, meaning that the moon is going towards full. It's August and it is still summertime. Um, we are still heading towards the winter, the fall, and heading towards the equinox. And at this time, here in Florida, it is swelteringly and unbelievably hot. So humid, so nasty. But a lot of kids are going back to school, and so we just want to try and be positive for them and help them to deal with the transition from having time off to going back to school. And so just try and teach them ways that they can handle the stress by breathing, breathing exercises, or send them to school with a stone that they can use as a worry stone when they're having a rough time, because it is difficult. You go back to school, you're used to having time off, you're gonna get stressed out. You've got homework, you've got new classes. Your brain's used to relaxing and sleeping until noon, you know? So there are a lot of different stones you can use for like a worry stone. Um, you can use a quartz, um, rose quartz, uh, smoky quartz for grounding. You can give them a fluorite for intelligence and for um, thought processes. You can even give them a tourmaline or an Apache tear to absorb negative thoughts because going back to school is stressful. And so just a thought for the parents out there to send your child to school with a little mental health packet, something that they can kind of fiddle with that won't impede their work. Um, I don't know if fidget spinners are even still a thing or if they're kind of confiscated these days, but if so, a worry stone um, made out of whatever stone you feel is best for them or whatever you feel is right or what they feel is right. And you can send them with some lavender as well in a little pouch. The smell of lavender makes you feel calm um, and collected. It actually calms the mind. Same with mint. Um, mint also helps to stimulate the mind. And also, don't forget to have them eat a lot of protein and get a lot of sleep. As our brains develop, even now, as a full adult, when I get a lot of new information, I make sure to eat a lot of protein that night or the morning after. Fish, peanut butter, meat, 
um, any of that, um, anything with protein in it, because your brain needs something to feed off of. And when you have a lot of information that you need to basically download, you need it to be able to feed itself while it's doing so. And you also need to hydrate. So water is extremely important right now um, because all of these little brains are absorbing so much information that it needs to be able to download it into the long-term memory from short-term memory. So protein, water, and sleep is extremely important right now for the kids that are going back to school. Once they get back in the groove, obviously they'll be a little bit better off and they'll know how to handle it. But as of right now, extra sleep, extra protein-y snacks and um, meals, extra water with them, they'll be dehydrated probably because they're not used to having to eat at certain times and drink at certain times. They're used to just grazing through the day probably or having access to whatever they need at any time. Because I don't know about you, but when it's a vacation for me, I just sleep and and just do what I want to do. So just thoughts for um, the parents out there. Um, for the kids that are going back to school, just things to kind of help them out in their journey towards the new school year. And um, hopefully with uh, this new school year, we can all try and be safe as well. Um, I know COVID is still a thing out there. Hand sanitizer is a must. Masks, if you are not against masks if you feel that you can wear one for a prolonged period of time. I know here in Florida, certain school districts are requiring them. Certain ones are not requiring, but are recommending them. Um, it's just a matter of what you feel is right. Um, but let's keep our kids healthy and happy and keep them, um, you know, from getting sick. Vitamin C does help. So orange juice in the mornings or at least a multivitamin so that they can get what nourishment that they need because they're going to be going from seeing almost nobody other than their friends and family to seeing a whole bunch of kids that they may never even have seen before. And that's where kids get sick from and that's where we get sick from is the kids a lot of times. Um, so just a thought out there and elderberry syrup slash lozenges to help to boost your immune system. Echinacea also helps to boost your immune system. You can get that in liquid or pill form, um, or you can sometimes get it in herb form, although I've heard it tastes awful. I wouldn't know. I've only had it in um, pill form. So those are things to boost the immune system just in case. Um, but I know I feel like today's show is probably a little bit short. Um, because like I said, there wasn't a lot of information on Boudicca or Padisha or what have you. Um, but I hope that everyone has a wonderful week. I hope that everyone finds joy and is able to relax and enjoy where we are um, energetically. Oh, before I go, proceed meteor shower, the 11th, 12th, and 13th. If you go outside at nighttime, you're going to see meteors. Um, the Perseids are around, I'm not sure how many years. I really should have looked into this. I just saw an 
um, a post about it on Facebook the other day, to be honest with you. Um, my mother would be able to tell you more about them. Um, but for the next couple of days, just look up and see the, the meteor shower. So I hope you do, and I hope that you enjoy it. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Cerberus Magic. You can email me at CerberusMagic at gmail.com. Please do. I would love to hear what you have to say, and I would love to have any kind of feedback or ideas for the show. If you have um, a strong female character, even a male character, anyone strong that you'd like to hear stories about, anyone from history you'd like to hear about, I love doing research. Please do ask me. I will be happy to. Um do research and have a whole segment on them. Um, I would love to hear from you, and I will respond. Um, you can find me on TikTok, though I haven't used it in a couple weeks because I just haven't um, at Survey Cerberus. And as always, you can hear us here on your platform of choice. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful week. And just know that you are loved. I love you more than all the stars in the sky. And I'll talk to you next week.